Let me invite you now to grab your Bibles, uh, and you'll need to open them to Matthew 22, but I, um, I want to try to clarify something else, a confusion that I create. Um, you know, I am teaching this Gigi thing uh, in the four Saturdays of um, June and one Saturday, July the 9th in July, but I am also teaching that introduction to systematic theology. Uh, that's not going away. Um, I love that thing, and so... Uh, that will be the 16th and the 23rd of July, two Saturdays. Now, so that you know the, you know the, um, how we do it. You have to call my secretary and sign up. There's, uh, we try to limit it to 15. You got to commit to eight hours uh, on the 16th and the 20. That is four on the 16th and four on the 23rd. So that is also available to you. So uh, it's completely separate from Gigi, the Growth and Grace Institute. So. That will be taught in July as well. So if you're interested, uh, give us a call and we'll, um, I hope that's clear. Gang, um, I'm about to read you at least a portion of a parable. It is a, um, uh, it is a large parable. It, 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 uh, it's 14 verses and it is just full of, um, of truth, uh, you know, I guess like all of them, but um, this one, once you think it stops in verse 10, he goes off into another direction and has got, adds another four verses and, and introduces a whole other idea. It's a long, rich parable. But, but I'm only going to use a specific, just a small part of it this morning. Consequently, I'm not going to read you the whole parable. I'm going to read you only the first five verses of a parable that is... Um, that is, uh, oh, so compelling. At least I, um, I hope you'll see that. Follow now as I read uh, the first five verses of Matthew 22. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast. But they would not come. Again, he sent other servants saying, tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, this word, this endures forever. Gang, this is a parable about a king, Uh, a king who uh, throws a, a big party, a wedding feast, in honor of his son. Uh, consequently, all of the, um, the elaborate arrangements that had to be made um, have been made by the king. All of the preparations that go into a party of this size, um, the king performs them. He, he, um, he even gives you a little bit of a specific when he says, uh, my dinner is prepared. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered. 
everything that is needed for this, this wedding feast in honor of his son has been done. Um, everything to enjoy um, the feast has, has been accomplished. It's all been done. Um, everything is in readiness. Uh, the, the abundance, uh, the, the bounty, the, uh, the, the richness, the, the fullness, the joy, all of, it's, all of it's in place, and it all awaits the guests. Um, royal preparation. Um, much needed to be done, and much was done, by the king. It's all done by the king. Um, now, just to a casual observer, if you were on the outside just watching this unfold, you, you would at least be impressed with the extremes to which the king has gone to make this whole wedding feast of even available. It's pretty impressive. Gosh, look at everything that king has done. I mean, uh, he's thrown a banquet in the honor of his son. And my, 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 the, 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 the expense to which he has gone, the sacrifices that have been made, the, uh, the, the, the toil of preparation, all made by the king. All of which is offered to the invitees at no cost to them. It's not like you have to buy a ticket to go to this banquet. It's not like you have to purchase a table or buy a spot at the, at the, at the feast. No, no. The, the feast is free to all who will come. So in light of all that preparation... In light of all the extremes to which the king has gone, the, um, the invitation is extended. Oh, what bounty uh, awaits you. So, come. I mean, do you know what is being offered then for heaven's sakes, come. And yet, the, um, the unthinkable happens. Um, men decline the invitation. There's, a, there's an indifference that is displayed. Uh, they go their way without giving it much thought. And there, there really can be only one reason why people are so uninterested in what the king is offering. They don't like the king. Now, guys, um, um, surely you can see the point that's being made by Jesus in this parable. I mean, at least at this point. There's, there's other points in the parable, but surely you can... In fact, it's so clear. It kind of leaps off the page at you. If, you. if you can't see this, if you can't understand this little thing, then 
And then I would be concerned if I were you. I would be concerned about the state of my own soul. If I can't, <clears throat> if I can't understand this. You, you notice um, in verse 2, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to. You see what Jesus is doing? I mean, here, the, the kingdom of heaven, it, it can be compared to uh, this king. This, you know, this, this king who, who threw this, this, this big party. Gang, um, the king that rules over heaven, he's prepared a feast, a, a wedding feast for his son. I mean, uh, it, it, if you need this, I hope this doesn't insult your intelligence, but the God in the parable, or the king in the parable, it, it, it represents God. And the, and the son in the parable represents, represents Christ. He's the groom. He's the, he's the, he's the featured personage at the, at the wedding feast. But at this point, there's no bride. Never a bride mentioned, just yet. And so the king goes to great personal expense um, to, to secure a bride for his son. All the sacrifices that needed to be made, all the animals that need to be slaughtered so that the, the feast can go on, the, the, the king has, has done that. <clears throat> and then he invites. And, and unbelievably, people decline in light of this great beauty, in light of this great bounty uh, that, that cost them nothing. Uh, a simple invitation given and People refuse. Some of you have declined as well. And, and you've heard about some of these sacrifices that God has made. But you're just not interested. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, it is my privilege... To invite you to another feast, this one. Um, this one is just a, a token. It's just an appetizer. It's just a prefigurement, if you will, of the of the eternal wedding feast that awaits all those who respond to that invitation. This one is just um, is just the precursor. But it is a table that has on it great bounty. Emblematically, yes. In fact, there's only two things that are on this table, but they represent all the bounty that God has, has made available for people who have, who have sinned like we have. There, there are two little elements that you can pick up at any grocery store but once they get put on this table, ladies and gentlemen, it's not that the elements become something different. No, no, they're still the same elements. But they represent something. They represent bounty. They represent the extremes to which God has gone so that he can have a bride for his son. They represent a broken body and shed blood. The extremes.
the extremes to which God has gone so that he can save his people and die as his representative. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those servants that's mentioned in verse 3. One of the lowly servants that are sent out to um, distribute an invitation. That's what, that's what my job is. And I am here to tell you as a representative of Jesus Christ. I am here to tell you as a representative of the thrice holy God, everything's been done. Everything that needed to be done was done, is done, has been done, all in the interest of undeserving sinners like us. And with that in mind, I invite you. But the only ones who will come are the ones who see the great beauty of what's on this table, emblematically. The ones who understand that their need, brought on by sin, creates the great need they have for a Savior. And that Savior and His work is being represented in this sacrament. And so, in the name of that Savior, ladies and gentlemen, it is my privilege to invite you Would you decline that invitation? Surely not. Everything that is needed for a sin-ravaged soul like ours is being offered to you. Come. Our Father, I pray that you will meet us at this, this sacramental table that has on top of it common elements, elements that represent something that is in no way common, the finished work of Jesus Christ for people as wicked as I am. It is two pieces of meat or bread and drink that represent the broken body and shed blood of Jesus Christ, the very centerpiece of the gospel, the very centerpiece of our hope of eternity found here in this sacrament. So, Father, those of us who have had their eyes open to see our sin and our need, we come gladly, we come joyfully knowing that what is being represented here is the very remedy needed for our soul. Father, would you cause other men and women to see that very thing, that the only thing that will ultimately address their sin problem is what Jesus has done for them, offered freely, without cost, without purchase, without money. It is a gift. Father, would you um, draw men to see the beauty of that gift?
Meet us here now. We ask it as always in Jesus' name.